miscarriage is something that is so 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 common it's it's but something so that common people for some reason hide from yeah. and and i get it i mean because of the emotion that you feel you don't want to talk about it that's part of why we haven't told anybody and this was the forum and and place that we wanted to do it yeah because it's it's a little easier from the standpoint of we don't have to have that conversation over and over again but also cathartic to like yeah. help you heal and to figure it out but then to also try to help somebody because you know in this journey talking to people who have had similar circumstances right it's helpful yeah but they don't talk about it all the time no they don't you know they don't. and they sometimes hide within themselves right so and i feel like partners do that because right. i feel like they are overlooked because everybody goes oh my gosh you are the one that's going through it that's right and they forget um it was just as much the loss of a child for your, right. your partner or your spouse yeah. as it was for you. But and, you know, in our, you know, our particular circumstance, we've been together for, you know, 14 years. We've right. been married for almost 11. We've waited a very long time on purpose, you right. know. It's the first time we've ever tried. It's all of these things. So for us, it was a huge deal to even pull the trigger, so to speak. Right. You know, and then to go on this emotional journey of the level of disappointment and fear and anxiety, yeah. joy, excitement, right. all of these different things all wrapped into one. And then you're just kind of left there like, right. What is happening? Welcome to Perfectly Imperfect with Beautiful Disaster. These are the stories of our tribe. They are important, powerful, and will undoubtedly change you. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Imperfect with Beautiful Disaster, where we share stories of this incredible tribe. And I'm very honored and excited to have one of my best friends here in the studio today, Tiffany. Say hi to everybody. Hi. And, you know, we talk a lot because we do. We're best friends. Right. And that's what best friends, friends do. do. And we were talking about some pretty important and deep topics. And we said, you know what? This is definitely something that the tribe needs to hear and women need to hear and people need to hear in general. So I do want to warn you that it's going to be about some sensitive topics and, you know, our opinions and how we feel on these topics are in no way a recommendation of how you should feel about anything. We just want to talk about our experiences and how we feel about it in hopes that we can, I don't know, debunk some myths answer some questions, help somebody, help somebody and, and relate with some of you guys that uh, may have gone through similar experiences. And, you know, it's not something that people talk about enough. We don't think at all. Yeah, at all. Mm -hmm. So, um, I am going to ask Tiffany to kick this off and basically you're going to just be a fly on the wall as we, for the first time, really, get deep on our feelings and our experiences around this very sensitive topic of miscarriage, miscarriage mm -hmm. and abortion, abortion and um, fertility issues, infertility issues, mm -hmm. IVF, yeah. all the things. So Tiffany, yeah. share with us what well, happened. Um, I've had two miscarriages in the last five months. Yeah. Um, we decided to start trying on our 10-year anniversary, which was last October, and got pregnant in January, basically first try. And, you know, all those wonderful butterflies and all those things that you feel yes. and all of that. And, you know, go to the doctor. Wait, I have to interrupt because you forgot how you found out you were pregnant. At my house. I did. I did. Uh-huh. In, in her bathroom. Yep. She. Yes. I remember her sliding down, down the wall, wall. like uh -huh. shaking, yep. convulsing, just, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yep. And I felt so honored and privileged to be um, a part of you finding out and then yeah, freaking was... out and planning on how you were going to tell your husband. Uh -huh. And so I just, I wanted to give some honor to that initial excitement yeah which is something that i mean every you know when you're planning and you're trying and you're doing those things that's all the feels that you want to feel yes you know yes um and then you flash forward to finding out that it's not viable yeah. and the process that you need to go through with that and also when you look at dates and your due date and how spectacular some of those can be which is 
finding out that we were technically due on our anniversary yeah. the following year. Yeah. So that was a big hit. Yeah. Um, I think the first one was definitely way more emotional for me. Absolutely. Um, I also do, I want to side note real quick. This is also something that all family and friends, if they subscribe and listen to this podcast, will now find out. We right. haven't told anybody. Right. Um, part of that being is that it's a very personal journey. It absolutely is. Um, it's something that people don't know how to talk about and don't know what to say to you. Yes. And then for you to actually say it to people but have to repeat it over and over again, it's reliving it over and over it again. Is. It is. And I want us to get into what people say and how that makes us feel yeah. and maybe even talk about what we wish they would say or what we wish they would do right. because there's people that are going to be listening to this and watching this that are going to have a friend, family member, or loved one that goes through this, and we all are at a loss for words. We all yes. don't know what to say, but there's definitely some things we would prefer not to hear. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, but before we get too far ahead of ourselves, um, so tell us what happened um, when you went to your checkup. So you find out you're pregnant, mm -hmm. you call... You don't really have any reason to go to the doctor until, like, what's the, what, what do they Normally, they say, like, eight weeks. Okay. You know, I mean, obviously, you want to go as soon as possible, but there's not really a whole lot that they can see or do before eight weeks right. at that point in right. time. Right, right, um, So, go to the doctor. They, you know, check, made sure that, you know, I did the pregnancy test in there, that I'm, you know, definitely yep, pregnant. still pregnant. There you go. They do the <laughs> check to make sure internally and whatnot. Um, and then they schedule you for an ultrasound, right? You know, so we go to the ultrasound and you can just tell, I mean, the way that the ultrasound tech looks, the way that they're reacting to you and then to make the call to tell you to go directly to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that, you know, it's, and I remember you sharing with me what a horrible experience that was. So Tiffany explained to me how she was. I was going to say cared for, but kind of lack of cared for by the ultrasound tech um, the first time around. So well, the second time around, oh, the second it was time. the second time. There's, there's a, where we live, there's a couple in with my group, the, my doctor and all of that. They use two different techs. One is a female who has this amazing office that's very comforting. It's warm. Yeah. She has a projection on the wall so you can see everything. She's very kind. She's very gentle. Yes. The other one is a male. Right. And it's in a medical building in this tiny little room. Right. And he's very clinical to the point and just moves so fast that you don't even know, makes zero facial expression yeah. and doesn't talk to you. And that is, I mean, the, the difference in the experiences that you had, you know, with one versus the other. Mm -hmm. I just hope anybody out there that's listening, if you're considering going into this field, because there are a lot of people that pursue a career in being an ultrasound tech. 100%. Um, it's not always good news that you have to deliver. We understand that it's something that can be really difficult, but how you care for somebody and how you care for what they're going through yeah. and being empathetic towards them can make all the difference in the world 100%. when somebody is going through something like this. So I just kind of wanted to put that out there that if you are planning on getting <laughs> in this world or if you're already in that world, if you're not empathetic and you're not kind I don't think you should be in that job. No, no. and it, you know, that's, especially when you're there, I mean, you're looking for a heartbeat. You're looking yeah. for all of these things and your joy and all of that. And, you know, when somebody kind of treats you like that in a very clinical, like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, here you go, go to the bathroom, put your pants back on way, yeah. and don't say anything to you, not even like... You're freaking out. And they're not a doctor, and I understand that, and they're not, they they're not going to diagnose you or tell you all of those things, but at least something. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're going into this, you know what to expect in a Absolutely. way. So if they can just be kind and gentle and understanding... So let me ask you this. If, if he would have said... You know, I'm not at liberty to discuss, mm -hmm. but there's some concerns. Yeah. And so we would just like for you to go back to the doctor. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that have helped? Wouldn't 100%. that have made a difference? 100%. And it was literally so fast. I yeah. mean, my husband and I were just staring at each other like, what is happening? What's going on? Like, yeah. And then, boom, it was like, okay, here you go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's really difficult when you have somebody that's like that. Right. You know? Yeah. So it really is so much about... The personality and mm -hmm. just human kindness and empathy really is makes yeah. a difference, especially in a role like that. 
So you're all kerfuffled. You have, mm -hmm. you, I'm sure, start having the feelings of the worst thing you could hear. Yeah. But we don't know. So you go back to the doctor. Back office. to the doctor, and they have, you know, the printout of the ultrasound and everything in the results, and it's clear there's, there's no cardiac activity is what no they heartbeat. call it. There's no heartbeat. No heartbeat. So at that point, it's. You know, do you wait to actually actively miscarry right. and go through that, or do you schedule a DNC? Right. The thing for me both times was my cervix was still closed, mm -hmm. which is what keeps the baby in there, right. and then your cervix dilates to allow the baby to come out. Right. So my cervix was still closed, even though there was no heartbeat. The baby wasn't viable. Nothing. Your body was wasn't preparing to uh, to to let it go itself. Right. Got it. So talking to the doctor and all of that, we made the decision to have a DNC um, both times yeah. because emotionally, and I literally praise women who go through this and don't have a DNC. And some know that they're miscarrying and some don't know, right. but the ones that And you didn't that, have any, you didn't, until you found out, like you didn't have any cramping, you didn't have any issues, no bleeding. No. Right. No, not at all. So it was, you know, the doctor just said, you can choose to do it naturally if you want to, but you can have anything from regular period cramps to almost labor-like. Right. And he's like, but then you don't get the, the, the positive result at the end. Right. So he was like, talk about it, figure out what you guys yeah. want to do, but how do you feel? And I was like, at that point, I'm like, if this is not good in here, then just get it out. Yeah. Like, just get it out, allow right. my body to have a release, allow yeah. my body to heal, Right. allow my mind to heal, which right. is a very odd and difficult thing to sure. to deal with, you know. And just especially just living in that gray area of not knowing when it's going to start, not knowing when it's going to end, not knowing how bad it's going to get. Right. And just leaving yourself in that trauma. Right. Of just and then also your partner. I mean, yeah. you know, we, as women sometimes who carry and to do all of this, we forget or we get so wrapped up in our own emotion that we forget that our partner is also going through this with us as right. well. And to watch them and to see them. And of course they look at us like it is happening to my wife or my right. partner or whatever it is. And so they go into survival mode and help mode and want to take care of you, but they also are having their own emotions about this. And that's such a this. good point. Like, do we ever really talk to them about it? Like, do we right. ever check in with them about how they're doing? Right. You know, we, because you it are taking is, it on. Yeah. You're physically, it's, your body's physically going through exactly, this. Exactly. So. But that's such a good point to kind of stop and check in with your mm -hmm. spouse or your significant other about how they feel when this is kind of happening. Right. Because for sure, we feel like we're alone. We feel like we're broken. We mm -hmm. feel like we fucked up. Like we're yeah. not worthy. We're not capable. We're not all, capable. All you know, it's, it's a very mm -hmm. difficult road to travel down. And you very well might possibly forget to check in with your partner. And it's easy to do. Yeah. I mean, you, you're you in this tailspin, so to speak, of personal emotion that you've never dealt with in your life. Yeah. That you don't know how to deal with. You right. know what I mean? You don't, It's not like you get a book. No. You know, that says, here, when this happens, do these do 10 yeah. things and right. you'll be fine. Right. You know what no. I mean? And, and everybody deals with it differently. Yeah. Some people, I mean... Miscarriage is something that is so 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 common. It's it's but something so that common. people for some reason hide from. Yeah. And and I get it. I mean because of the emotion that you feel, you don't want to talk about it. That's part of why we haven't told anybody and this was the forum and and place that we wanted to do it. Yeah. Because it's it's a little easier from the standpoint of we don't have to have that conversation over and over again. But also cathartic to like yeah. help you heal and to figure it out but then to also try to help somebody because you know in this journey talking to people who have had similar circumstances right it's helpful yeah but they don't talk about it all the time no they don't you know they don't. and they sometimes hide within themselves right so and I feel like partners do that because right. I feel like they are overlooked because everybody goes oh my gosh you are the one that's going through it that's right and they forget um it was just as much the loss of a child for your right. your partner or your spouse yeah. as it was for you. But and, you know, in our you know our particular circumstance, we've been together for you know fourteen years. We've right. been married for almost eleven. We've waited a very long time on purpose. You right. know, it's the first time we've ever tried. It's 
all of these things. So for us, it was a huge deal to even pull the trigger, so to speak. Right. You know, and then to go on this emotional journey of the level of disappointment and fear and anxiety, joy, excitement, all of these different things all wrapped into one. And then you're just kind of left there like, right. What is happening? Yeah. You know, but, um, you got back on the horse. So to speak. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And we got pregnant again. Yeah. Yeah. So, so getting pregnant, not an issue. Not an issue. Not an issue. Clearly not our issue. Yeah. It's just keeping the little fugger in there. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, so you were able to. So talk about that. Were you. How did you justify the first one? Like it happened. You know, what are some of the things that you told yourself to give yourself enough strength and resilience? Mm-hmm. to try again um it's your bad seed okay it's, it's your one that is just it wasn't meant to be right because you know in these circumstances you know major up to 80 percent of this type of thing is chromosomal abnormality right you know wrong chromosome numbers right something goes haywire yeah. and it wouldn't have resulted in a healthy pregnancy anyway right right so you know you you tell yourself all those things you try not to go to I'm broken. Yeah. I can't do this. Yeah. You know, my body's saying no. Something's wrong with me. I wasn't. Me. I'm, this isn't meant to be. Right. You right. know, you have all of those things. But at the end of the day, like, I try to be a really positive person. And I try to rationalize things the best that I can. Right. And it was, okay, it was our bad seed. Okay. It's not. I can clearly get pregnant. That's right. not an issue. And this is not something that's uncommon no i'm not the first person i'm not the last person no right and two i mean uh, to the beginning point also you know i was i had an abortion when i was 19 right so you think about that right because then you go karma did i you know is it karma did i did i mess something up in there by doing that like was this the outcome of that anyways right you know what i mean because they don't obviously you don't get tested for viability when you're going to do that on purpose right you know so it's you have all of these flood of different things, right? You know, and it, it does. I mean, it makes you feel like you are inadequate, right? That you're broken, right? And all of this, but I don't choose to believe that because I'm not. No, you're not, and I'm not incapable in any of that. And I do believe whatever our journey are, is is going to be our journey. Yeah, you know, whatever you know, this universe wants for right. us, it will happen, and and we're okay either way. Yeah, either way, going with the flow. Yeah. So you got back on the horse. Yep. And, and got, got pregnant, pregnant in, July. in July. Gave yourself, gave your body time to heal. Yeah. So what was that like? Did you, did your cycles go back to normal relatively quickly? Um, I feel like yes and no. I mean, the things have been a little bit off. My period was, you know, a little late. It, one was like one day, another one was like three days. Like it was really kind of all over the place. Right. And at that point we weren't like trying and I wasn't really even tracking ovulation or anything. I didn't even do that the first time. Right. But I, my body's very apparent when it's ovulating. So, um, we were just on vacation and we were just, I wasn't worrying about it. We were just having fun and didn't even think about it. And then literally was like, Okay, my period's like a week late this time. Right, but you were still a little bit in the things haven't been regular. Yeah, so, so I'm not like, and right. then all of a sudden it went to ten days, and I was that's when I told you, and, and I, I was like, like, "Girl, you need, like, to, go need to take a, a test." test. <laughs> so went and got three pack of tests, and bam, 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 took them home, and my husband came home, and I took it out of the bag and said, "This is what we got to do." Yep, and. I was floored yeah. when it said pregnant. I could not believe it. Okay, so stop right there. Because when you've gone through a loss, mm-hmm. that a bit of that joy and that excitement of a positive pregnancy test gets, I believe, a little bit robbed from you. 150%. So how did you feel when you saw those pregnancy tests after going through what you've been through? Well, I didn't believe it at first, so I immediately took out another pregnancy test, and I peed on a stick again, and it they both said pregnant. Yep. So I still actually have them in my underwear drawer. Right. No joke. Um, at first, I was excited. Okay. And But this time, because we went to the doctor really early the first yeah. time, so I was like, I'm going to wait. Right. And luckily, our doctor was on vacation for two weeks, so it worked out. So I went right at the eight-week mark. And your first miscarriage 
baby stopped growing at six weeks. Six weeks. Okay. Yeah. And so, so you and wanted to wait past that. I six wanted weeks. to wait past that six weeks to even see at that point if anything was going to happen to my body. And luckily, my doctor wasn't even in town, so right. it was fine. And I just kind of put it out of my mind, and I didn't worry about it. I just was like, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. Yes. Um, as our appointment got closer, my anxiety got higher. Mm. My fear got higher. Of course. But I, I kind of didn't let it manifest, or I, it probably did unconsciously, unconsciously in but a way. But you tried to I tried keep it to, at bay. Yeah. And then going to the doctor's office that day, I literally was shaking in the waiting room. Of course. I, as soon as I got into the room, I was just crying. I couldn't stop, mm. you know? Yeah. And it's... You know, you had suggested this podcast for me to listen to, which was Ed Milet featuring Jenna Kutcher, who yeah. has also gone through a miscarriage. And she said something very profound. It's small, but it's profound. Yeah. Is that what miscarriage does to you is rob you of your joy, your yeah. excitement. And that's what you end up living in every time you get pregnant again, because that's all you're you think afraid. about. You're afraid. You're afraid. And, you know, it it gives you back fear and anxiety and all of these things. It's like, here's your free gift of purchase. Thank right. you very much. I know. You know. Yeah. And that's what's super difficult. And for her to actually put that into words, even though you feel that, yeah. it actually was like, hello. Yeah. And she was, um, her story highly suggests you guys uh, listen to Ed Milet's podcast. Mm -hmm. They're amazing. And specifically, we're talking about the interview he did with Jenna Kutcher. And she was one of the first ones that I heard talk about the two back-to-back -back miscarriages. Yes. So, um, like Tiffany, she experienced two back-to-back. -back and she shares so openly and mm -hmm. honestly and rawly and real yeah. of what that felt like. Um, she did get her baby she on did. the third try. She did. yeah. So, um, you know, so you went back to the doctor. Uh -huh. You were shaking and crying. Uh -huh. Do you feel like you knew... I or were you just really afraid? I was just really afraid. I mean, you're back in the same place again. Right. You know, it wasn't a positive outcome right. on the first time. We waited this time to even see the doctor on purpose, and my body wasn't doing anything. Right. I felt great. I had great energy. You know, it, there was there was nothing. Yeah. I mean, so I, in my mind, I felt positive, but I was so anxious and Absolutely. nervous going. Sure. And, you know, checked everything I was definitely Cervix pregnant. Cervix is closed. Cervix is closed. Still pregnant. Definitely pregnant. Um, got me in for an ultrasound literally within five minutes. Right. So I went over and had the ultrasound with the horrible guy. Right. And we knew it right then. Mm. The same exact protocol as before. Go to the doctor. Yeah. You know, whatever. And, um, but the doctor decided he wanted to wait another five days right because even though i had stopped growing at six weeks he was like are you sure that's the date that you got pregnant right. and all this in which we were 100 percent were so he waited five days and that's when we went back to the really great ultrasound tech right. and she knew you know i mean she even said like there you don't have anything blocking you know you're thin like all this stuff so it's not like you would be able to see right and it was clear yeah you know it was so very same clear. thing six same weeks. yeah same thing stopped growing at six weeks so basically I was not actively miscarrying but it was going to happen at right. any time so right. the doctor just called and said you know there definitely isn't any heartbeat so uh, he goes I put you on the schedule for two days later for the DNC he's like obviously make your decision what you want to do and I just said let's okay yeah you know yeah. and that time I, the first time I had a flood of emotion that went over time. Right. Floods. Right. Things Peaks was, and valleys. Peaks and valleys. This time, I literally had the biggest breakdown I've ever had in my entire like life. Like just. Just full release. Volcanic. Unbelievable. Like hyperventilating. My husband right. had to like stand me up, put my head between my legs type of thing. Right. Calm down. And then the rest is manifested more physically. Right. This time. Then mm -hmm. emotionally. Because I think. Unfortunately, you gain the tools of how to deal with this yeah. because you've been through it, which is not fortunately tools and that you want. unfortunately. Yes, yes, you it's know, not tools that you want, but it, it it's survival. Your exactly, your it's body, survival. your brain, mm -hmm. they just begin to prepare you. It's what happens if you've been through any type of trauma, if you've mm -hmm. been through any type of loss, if you've been through any type of injury. Unfortunately, you become equipped with tools that you wish you didn't have, but yeah. now you have. Now you have. And it's part of why you're in here right now. Right. You're, you've been equipped with these tools and this is a road and a path that you've mm -hmm. walked down. And you know, you shared with me that, gosh, this really isn't something people talk about. It's not. 
and um, you're so brave for wanting mm -hmm. to talk about it. And, and I know there's a lot of women in this mm -hmm. tribe that have been through it. Yeah. They've been through worse than what we've been through. They've yeah. been through, some of them are going to go through it and they don't know it yet. Um, some of them, you know, you know people that are going to go mm -hmm. through it. And so I'd love to talk about how this should be handled by people, mm -hmm. right? And we're, we're not the lawmakers, you know, this no, isn't. No, 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 no. But there's certain things that, yeah. so for instance, and we're going to be super open and honest here. Yeah. For instance, you know, every step of the way with your first pregnancy, I was incredibly positive. Like, mm -hmm. this is it. It's going to stick. Yeah. It's going to work. It's going to stick. Yeah. It's going to work. Because I really believe that in my heart. Yeah. And when it didn't, I was devastated too. Mm -hmm. When you got pregnant again, I was the same way. Exactly. It's going to work. It's going to stick. Mm -hmm. It's going to work. It's going to stick. Was that the right thing to do? In my opinion, for me personally, yes. You know, also, I mean, we're best friends, so it's, you know, yeah. I mean, we have a relationship, so we know each other deeply, and so I think that you know how to handle those things personally with me. I think that it's also individual yeah. how you how you feel. Right. You know what I mean? So if I didn't have the, you know, you and my husband, who are the two people that knew at that point in time, it's... I don't think that I would have been able to go through it the way that I went through it. I think that you need positivity. Yeah. You need all of those things. So, sometimes you just want to be like, F off. Like, no, right. this clearly something's wrong. Like, yeah. thanks for all the positivity. But it's the only thing that really was helpful right. for me because it's it's a painful thing to go through. And yeah. if you live in negativity around it, you're going to manifest negativity on another level. Yeah. And I don't want to be in that. I don't yeah. I don't want to be in that type of cesspool of something. Right. You know, I want to be positive. I want to be healthy. Yeah. I want my mind to be clear. Yeah. And when you go to negative, I feel like for me personally, and I don't share some things, then it eats you. 150%. You I, I, I so believe that you are your feelings. 100%. And like it... Like when I said, like manifested physically, because we haven't shared this openly yeah. at all, and that's part of why I wanted to sit down and have a discussion to share it. And I know some people may be upset by that or whatever, but it, it's our personal journey, and don't, I don't make apologies for not sharing it with anybody, right? Because we needed to go through it ourselves, yeah, and not constantly relive it. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about what it feels like to be selective with who you feel comfortable mm -hmm. telling and let's talk about should we apologize for that like i want people who didn't know right and now they know to just stop for a moment and it's not about you right it's not about them it's about her her husband her feelings her emotions mm -hmm. and how she wanted to deal with it. So while that may come across offensive or you might think, oh, does she not love me enough to tell me? It doesn't have anything to do with that no, stuff. It, it's it's a painful thing to right, go through. Right. Part of not wanting to have the discussion with anybody about it was, A, we didn't want people to know that we were even trying because we didn't want that pressure. Yeah, We've been together a really long time. That's a very big question mark for so many people with us. Right. Do you know what I mean? And so we just wanted to experience that on our own and have that joy on our own. Right. And then subsequently not having joy with it and going through that, it became something bigger. Yeah. And for us, we just didn't know how to share that right. or want to at that point in time. Yeah. We just needed to kind of go through it. Yeah, you needed to you navigate... Know? The feelings yeah. and, um, you know, you you came to a conclusion just like other people come mm -hmm. to a conclusion, conclusion. Some people might decide, okay, it's time to tell our family. Right. You decided, you know what, I want to turn this experience and this pain and this trauma into something that could help other women. Yeah. And you picked a platform. I did. Just because you picked this platform doesn't mean it's any more wrong or right than the platform that somebody else decides to pick. Absolutely. I mean... And you, people are, you're going to deal with it in your own way. Yeah. Whatever works for you. I am a firm believer of not letting it fester. Yes. Because 
you, especially if you're trying and you're going down that, you need your body to be in tip top shape no matter what the outcome is. Yes, that's you what I was to gonna say good. when you were talking about positive vibes and positive energies. Like, I so believe that you really are what you think. Yeah. So if you would have chosen to isolate yeah. and be afraid mm -hmm. and not tell anybody, and I think you tell the right people because you know I'm always going to be a cheerleader for you. Well, there's no way you were the only person that literally there. There was no way you wouldn't know. Hundred percent. Like, so 100%. that was that was a there was a non-negotiable. I didn't have a choice. Yes, but I will you always know? be a cheerleader for you. Yeah. But I truly do believe as well that if you stay in fear mm -hmm. and um, you're afraid and you're scared, that manifests in your body. It really does. And that's not good for the baby no, that you're trying no. to cook, no matter what the outcome yeah. is. And I know in, in these things, people can feel very alone. You know, they can feel like they can't tell people. Yeah. It's, you have a huge level of disappointment personally already. Absolutely. And then especially if you've already shared with your family that you guys are trying or this is what your goal is. And yeah. Then having to go and to share that information of that, the disappointment that comes from them, and not because you've done anything to disappoint men, to disappoint them, it's just the process of it. Like yeah. you feel disappointed, you do. Uh, I, you absolutely, know? you absolutely do. Um, so Tiffany, Tiffany and I have similarities in our mm -hmm. story, we do. but they're different. And we want to talk about this too because. Um, my husband and I tried to get pregnant for five years mm -hmm. unsuccessfully. We um, tried on our own for about a year, and that's when we started going to doctors and finding out what the frick is wrong, mm -hmm. and nothing was wrong. So I had what was called unexplained infertility. Lots of you guys are probably yeah. familiar with this I'm term. I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, which means the sperm looks good, the eggs look good, your uterus looks good. We can't find any reason why you can't get pregnant. Okay, so then we decided to escalate it a little bit and we started having IUI. So that's interuteral, something like that, insemination. So they take the sperm, they make sure it's perfect. They pull out the bad sperms. They only give you the good sperms. They wait till you're about to ovulate and then they turkey baste you. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> and they put it right like where it needs to go. So that's to determine if there's an issue with the sperm making it, making it to the egg. Right. Okay. So we did that four times. None of it worked. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, during that time, I didn't feel like I had miscarried because mm -hmm. I was never pregnant. The sperm didn't make it to the egg. It's it just, just like it every just, other freaking time. Yeah, when, it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen, right. right? So that that those ones didn't really take an emotional toll on me. It was more probably disappointment that hit you. Yeah. Like, why isn't this happening? I, I think, don't understand. I think that's when I started to think, what's wrong with my body? Like, why can't my body do this? Yeah, why can't yeah. it do it on its own? Because, you know, by this time we're at like the two-year mark. Two years, pretty long time to be trying without ever getting pregnant. And mind you, I'd never been pregnant in my life. No mishaps, no, no nothing. No mishaps, no, yeah. um, I was never, you know, in the position to have a make a difficult decision like right. you did, which right. I fully support your decision. Mm -hmm. um, so then when those didn't work, of course, the next step is IVF. Yep. So uh, we decided to do IVF and we uh, did an egg retrieval and they were able to harvest... I think it was like 16 mm -hmm. eggs and um then we went in for my first ever uh implant implantation whatever the hell they, whatever call, they it. call it thank god i forgot putting the baby you know what it's yeah yeah putting the embryo in yeah so if you don't know anything about ivf it's already an embryo when it goes in yes so when you get pregnant and the sperm meets the egg it turns into an embryo as it's starting to develop right mm -hmm. so that's when you're technically pregnant so Having IVF and seeing our fertilized embryos mm -hmm. in a Petri dish. I know it's a little creepy. <laughs> it's what it and is. And they're though. not very cute. Um, wow. That's our egg and our sperm finally together. Yeah. Like that's an embryo. It's right. the beginnings of a baby. Mm -hmm. So having those, uh, we elected to put one in because I was really freaked out about putting in two and twins and the whole thing, <laughs> right? You know, you hear IVF and Octomom and I'm like, oh my oh, God. Man. Oh, no, man. we're putting in one. We're yeah. putting in one. So you put one in and, you know, basically you wait to see if you get your period. How long do you wait? 
Just until your if your period comes. I think yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. I I don't remember exactly, but I want to say it's around the same time because when you would get pregnant to when you would miss a yeah, period. Yeah. So technically on your normal cycle. Technically on your normal cycle. Right. Yeah. So um, I remember the first time after having an embryo implanted, getting my period, is when it all hit me, because I let myself feel pregnant. Of course. And it was something that I was excited about. It was something I was hopeful about for the first you time. You had that joy. You had that excitement. I had that joy. You had that joy. And that excitement mm -hmm. of, oh my God, like I am technically pregnant. And because it was something we wanted so bad, mm -hmm. I think I was a little more connected to the idea of, of saying I'm finally pregnant. Of course. Than biologically, like really knowing what was going on. It was just, yeah. I'm technically pregnant. This is something we haven't been able to accomplish. So when I, and here's where it gets tricky. Did I miscarry? Technically. Technically. I had an embryo that yeah. didn't make it. Right. And then I got my period. Right. Technically, I miscarried. So this is a sticky area that people totally don't talk about. No. Yeah, I think even more than miscarriage. I think there's also, I think what people have a tendency to do, which can become very negative, is compare. Yes. And I think the compare is where you get yourself into trouble. Yeah. Because there's no situation that is more valid. It's not. I mean, than the other. It's not. You're still on this giant emotional roller coaster, yeah. whether you physically, naturally got pregnant yes. and lost the baby. Yes. You still had an embryo that was from you and your husband yeah. that was implanted that didn't take. Yes. It's still that same emotion. So powerful what you just said is, you guys, we've got to figure out how to stop m making comparisons. It's I mean, it's like, not a contest. You know what no, I mean? No. It's not a contest. They're equally horrible. Yeah. It's <laughs> not... Well, you cheated and you went this way. And right. I, you know what I mean? It's so, you know, that's what happens. Yeah. Or you can't be so disappointed. It's yeah. like, no, when you're in that mode, whether you have to go down the fertility route because of whatever is going on, right. you're, I think sometimes you're in an even more emotional state because you're trying so oh, hard for it's, something. It's that a lot. Literally, you cannot even grasp. Yeah. You can't even get it. Yeah. So you have to use outside things. So yes. you're in an emotional space that's, I think, even bigger. Well. Because of how long and what it, it, it was definitely, it was a lot for sure. You're also putting extra hormones in your body to go oh my through God. all the this. shots. And you're also paying like $50,000. True story. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of emotions going on. Yeah. So I remember feeling, I mean, I weeped. I weeped. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just cried into my pillow. Yeah. That's when I really started to feel broken. Like, not only could I not get pregnant on my own, I can't even get pregnant and keep it with the I help of, like, the, all doctors the and that, medicine yeah. and all this, like, advanced science. Like, wow, right. I must really not be meant for this. Right. And I allowed myself to go there for a moment. Mm -hmm. That's it. Only for a moment. And just like you, it, sir, it gave me no... It's it served me no good to sit to in be that, in that place to sit in that. yeah so mm -hmm. dust off my shoulders plan round number two and same thing mm -hmm. round number two didn't work um, and that one wasn't as bad so kind of similar to what you I said about you, the first like you, you gain these tools unfortunately that you didn't want yeah to put yourself in a position to okay if. I know how to do know, this. I know what it feels like. Um, it definitely did adjust my excitement and my joy. Yeah. So it does rob you of your excitement and your joy a mm -hmm. little bit. Um, I actually ended up getting uh, ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome from my second IVF. Is that from the hormones? Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. It's from the hormones where your ovaries literally feel like they're going to blow up and had to be hospitalized. They had to drain my ovaries. I mean... All of this, right? And we still did it again. <laughs> like, right. One more time. Right. So third IVF. Um, didn't take. Mm -hmm. So I went through it again. I think by the third one, I I really was just like. Probably numb. I was a bit a detached. Numb. And probably a little numb. Like, yeah. okay, well, yeah, here we go like, again. And I was doing so much research in between. Research in between, like. Which can be good and bad sometimes. Yeah. Because you all of a sudden get down this rabbit hole of. A lot of negative stuff out there yeah. in the world. 
Yeah. And you, all those forums. And, and then you self-medicate, or not self-medicate, but you self-diagnose. Yes, of course. You know, like, oh, oh my God, God I have is, that. I have this. I, I'm, yeah. I have three brain tumors and one in my big toe. And it's, no, I'm, this is why. It is. You know? It and is. I, I choose my statistics and research like mm -hmm. I choose my horoscope. If it says something I like, it's true. Right. And if it says something I don't like, it's, it's not, not true. true. Yeah. <laughs> So the third one didn't take, and at that point, um, I was really feeling defeated, mm -hmm. feeling broken, wasn't sure it was what it, what I was meant to do. Right. And we started looking to it, into adoption. So my husband and I had a conversation about, you know what, if this, if my body's just not supposed to do this, then our journey is going to result in us being parents. Mm -hmm. And if we end up saving a child from right. a situation, they're going to end up saving us from our situation in return. So we were totally like, yeah, totally on board for that. Right. Um, so took a break, uh, Christmas Eve of 2013. Let's see. Yeah. Cause no, no, 12, 12 because yeah. Christmas Eve of 2012, my husband leaves the house and says, I'm going to go surfing, honey. Okay. Actually, I gave him a little shit because I can't wait. She's worse. But I can't wait for opening presents. Like, whatever family's open presents on, like, Christmas morning, yeah. kudos to you because I'm lucky if I have one I don't left. even make it. I just give everybody everything yeah. before I just, I'm lucky I if I have a present left to open on Christmas Eve. So, anyway, I was like, okay, have fun, whatever. Mm -hmm. I get a phone call, like, I don't know, hour and a half later. Hey, babe. Bad news. My surfboard got my eye, and I need you to come pick me up. I'm like, okay. So he's calling me, so I'm thinking, all right. He he's didn't, okay. He didn't call it's my mom. Yeah, it's right? not that bad. Well, I get there to pick him up, and he has a towel over his eye, and there's just blood gushing, and I'm like, okay, this is a little bit more intense than I expected. So we go to urgent care. Urgent care takes one look at it, and they're like, whoa, you need to go directly to the, the ER. ER, and we've called ahead. We have an uh, ophthalmologist. An ophthalmologist <laughs> specialist or whatever, like ready for you. Right. And then I started to get scared. Mm -hmm. So what happened was the tip of my husband's surfboard popped his eyeball. So they call that a ruptured globe. And it's literally like squishing a grape. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was annihilated. He had to have seven surgeries. And in a very short amount of time. In a very short amount of time. Yes. And um, he does not have vision in his eye. Luckily, he was able to save the eye. Mm -hmm. So the eyeball is still in his head because when you don't have the eyeball, it presents a whole nother set Slow of problems. problems yeah. Like it, you could lose your vision in your good eye and then glass eyes and infection and all this stuff. So we are blessed that he got to keep his eyeball. Mm -hmm. He does not have any sight in it. But here we are right from Christmas Eve to January. I don't know what. Going through all this. Mm -hmm. I get a call from the IVF lab. Hey, it's almost time for your next um, implantation or whatever they call right. it. And I was like, oh my God, I'm too stressed out. I, I, we're going to have to put it on hold. And he's mm -hmm. like, okay, well, have you got your period? I'm like, hmm, I actually haven't gotten my period. He's like, well, you might want to take a pregnancy test. Mm -hmm. And I swear to you, this is what I said. I would know <laughs> if I was pregnant. Right. Because you just... You just fantasize about what it's going to feel like. Right. You know that your boobs are going to be sore and you know that you might get sick. And at this point in our journey, I would have given anything for morning sickness. Yeah. And see, I, the second time around, too, I didn't even have a single symptom. That's yeah. part of it, too. The first time I had, like, the boobs, like, everything was happening, minus the sickness, which I'm grateful for. Right, right, right. But, yeah. But I would have begged for any of that yeah. stuff. And um, so I told Tori, my husband... They want me to take a pregnancy test because I haven't got my period. I said, I know it's just stress. Like, I would know if I was pregnant. So I have this on video, too. It's I'll, actually really I'll, funny. I'll try, to, I'll try <laughs> to dig it up because my poor husband is, like, like one eye is closed. Big old bandage yeah, on his like, He has, like, a beard grown in <laughs> because he's been in surgeries in hospitals. Yeah. I look a wreck because I'm stressed out from everything he's going right. through. And so we just decided to video it. We decided to video, well, if I'm going to take a pregnancy test. Let's, let's see what happens. It. Yeah. So we're in the bathroom and we're just chit-chatting back and forth and it says yes. And I can honestly say that that was the moment where I got my joy back mm -hmm. because I got pregnant naturally. Mm -hmm. It wasn't yes from an IVF. It was a right. yes from, oh my God, I'm pregnant. My body did this. Mm -hmm. Total disbelief. Right. Literally, I was like, there, there, there's, there's no way. Like, I must still have hormones in my body or... You know, there's right. there's something yep. I'm taking that's making this 
say yes. And so I took another one and another mm -hmm. one and another one. And it was, I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I told all my closest buds and very early too. Very early. Surprising considering the, yes. the road that you guys had been on for so long. Yeah. That you were able to actually be positive enough yes. and know in your in your mind and your heart that this this is I just work. believed in my heart and soul yeah. that after everything we went through this was it. Mm -hmm. And there are women that felt the same way as me mm -hmm. and it didn't stick right. and it didn't turn out. And I can't speak to that because I cannot imagine mm -hmm. how I would have felt losing three embryo pregnancies, getting pregnant for the first time in five years, and it not right. sticking. Thank God. It did. I, it did. Thank mm -hmm. God it did. And I have my beautiful, gorgeous daughter. But that shit was hard. Mm -hmm. It is very difficult to walk through any of these paths right. where you feel broken where you feel like you can't do something that every woman is supposed to do and I, I i know this is a kind of a long one but i want to get into this it feels like everybody on the fucking planet gets pregnant when you're trying to get pregnant oh my <laughs> do you understand that i we know like 10 people that are pregnant one just actually had a baby this morning this morning that she was pregnant at the exact same time as when we got pregnant in january yeah. and she was due the end of october just like us yeah. and they literally just had i mean and i keep seeing other people oh like, my God. like i'm pregnant and i'm just like and is it because you're hypersensitive it is is it the reality that everybody no, is mom it, is pregnant i think everybody's always pregnant all the time i, I mean that's what it seems like <laughs> right now i but mean i so want to talk about this because it's okay that we felt that way Right. And it's no harm and no offense to any of the people that were around us that got pregnant. No, I think it's beautiful. I mean, we absolutely, you know, having people around you, you know, friends that are pregnant and stuff. And, and I think this is another good point is your joy that you're having because you're in that and it, it's positive or, you know, it's taking in all that. And your friends that you know, or your family or anybody that you know, to tell them that, yeah, that you're pregnant and try to navigate because you feel bad because you have this now and the, right. your friend or your, yes. or your family member or whoever doesn't. And how do I tell them? And I, I want to be respectful of their, yeah, and of their situation and all of that. And, you know, I think that that's personal how the person who's gone through miscarriage or IVF or any of these things, it's personal how they react. Absolutely. You know, and, yeah. and there's no right or wrong way. It's not, no. you know, you, I mean, you're allowed to feel all your feels as you absolutely should. And I think what you just said is the key. So if, if you're pregnant mm -hmm. and you have somebody close to you that has had difficulties of, of any, in any capacity, it's okay to share your joy with yeah. them. I want to say that. It's also okay for them to feel however they want to feel. Yeah. If it takes a little bit of time for that joy to come around, it's not personal. No. It's it's a process that we have to go through. Yeah. I remember um, having to excuse myself from a baby shower mm -hmm. once, and it was after one of the embryos mm -hmm. didn't stick, and I went to, and I was, don't get me wrong, totally happy. Oh, 100%. 100% happy for you, this person. You end up getting inside yourself for a you moment. You do. And, you know? and so I just want to say to anybody who um, is sensitive to people that are going through journeys like what we've been through mm -hmm. and, and beyond, um, it's not personal. No. Don't, don't, don't hide your joy. No. Just be empathetic and understanding that. Allow their process. Yeah, allow you know, them their, allow process. their process. And this, this just happened with Tiffany. Mm -hmm. One of our really good friends shared with her some news. And she did it in a very kind and sensitive way. But she, she did hide it. She was so scared. She was she so scared to tell how, her. She didn't know how to tell me. Yeah. She went and read books and she did yes. all this stuff to try to like, which is you so know, sweet. which is so sweet. But for me personally, I'm overjoyed for her. Yeah. And it, there was, I did not need her to be that sensitive to me. And right. I, but I am so grateful yeah. that a, the heart that she has to do that, but also the being conscious of, I want to respect you and yeah. I want to be sensitive to you and where you've been 
but she has joy. Yeah. And this is an amazing thing. And so I told her that she didn't need to worry about anything. Right. Because I am over the moon for her. Yes. I think it's it's beautiful. Yes. This is what this journey is yeah. about. But I think the way she handled it was perfect. It was. It to be able to say, mm-hmm. I'm sensitive to how you're feeling, right. but this isn't something that I want to keep from you, I think is the perfect way to do it. I think so too. It and really I think, is. You know, people are going to have a reaction when you have devastating news. Their reaction is going to be their reaction. You have to also allow the other people to feel the feels, yeah. you know, in the same respect. But also when you're the one that's being told that information, yeah. just like simple, like I'm sorry's and hugs. Yeah. go a lot further than trying to dig up words and all of these things. Sometimes yeah. to just say, I don't, I don't have the words or I don't know what to say yeah. is so much more powerful than doing all than of this. Than trying to and figure trying. out the right thing to say. Yeah. There really is There's no right thing to say. There's nothing that you can say. No. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's a process. I think the first thing I said to Tiffany was, this isn't fucking fair. Right. Because it wasn't. No, I mean, it, it's not fair. No. It's not fair to go through this process at all. I don't. No. I mean, and I hope that there are women out there that if they are, if you're trapped in yourself and you can't talk about it or whatever, just know that so many people are going through this. Yeah. So many people are going through yeah, this. Yeah, there's more people that can yeah. relate to than you probably think. Right. And also, it's important for you to know you're not broken. No. Or you're not broken or incapable. Or any of these things. It's a one in 400 trillion chance of being born. Did you know that? No, I didn't. One in 400 trillion chance of being born. So while everybody makes it look really easy, it's actually a fucking miracle. It is. It is mm-hmm. a an absolute miracle yeah. to get pregnant. It is. And it's a the odds are against you 400 trillion to one. Right crazy statistic that right fact of the day so we just wanted to get on here and be open and be honest and talk about some topics and i hope that something that you heard from us you know related to in some way yeah. or you may be able to be a little more sensitive about mm-hmm. one of the topics that we discussed today um we're open with your journey yeah. if you choose to be open with your journey it's something that yeah we need to know we're not alone and we need to know that we're not broken yeah. and you need to be able to say it's not fucking fair right because it's Scream, not fair yell, let out yeah. your emotion because it does fester yeah it, it, i mean it's we all, as I feel like human nature sometimes have a tendency to do that because we don't, A, want to put a burden on somebody, yeah. we're embarrassed, or whatever those all those feelings are that happen. But when you actually get it out and have that release, yeah. it's one of the most amazing things that right. you can do. It's very that healing. weight that's lifted off your shoulders. But also, and I want to bring this back again, is your partner in this, your significant other, all of that is also remembering that they too are going through this. They may not be going through it physically, but emotionally alone of that disappointment for them, how that makes them feel. But then also the feelings for them of watching their partner go through this. Right. You know, and I think that it's really important to make sure that you take care of each other. So, so true. So true. I mean, how many people, when you find out something like this happens, you know, it really is all about, oh, my God, are you okay? Yeah. Like, you know, I know personally for me, I reached out to your husband. Yeah. And I said, how are you? Are you okay? I gave him a hug. Mm-hmm. I love you. I support you. But I think they really get swept under the rug a little bit. And I'm really I, glad you brought this up. I'm yeah. trying to remember, like, gosh, did I ever ask Tori how he felt over those five years? Right, right. But you do. I mean, it's, you get wrapped up in your thing. own self. You yeah. know what I mean? And because we are the ones that are physically going through it, we have a tendency sometimes to forget yeah. what, they're, what they're going through in this whole and process. And that's a, another, to add to that point is if you if you do have a friend, family, or loved mm-hmm. one that's going through this and you are checking in with them, don't forget the partner too. Like, yeah. I'm sure it would make them feel really nice to have the opportunity to to speak how they feel, and it could be healing for them as well. Right. So, don't forget about the yeah. And your journey is your baby daddy. Yeah, <laughs> your journey is your journey, and how you need to deal with that. Yeah, is totally okay. But just know that you're not alone. Yeah, there. This happens 
it's such a common occurrence that people don't necessarily like to talk about for multiple reasons, yeah. which is understandable. Yes. But you're not alone. Yeah. There are people out there, if you don't feel comfortable talking to friends or family for whatever reason, there are people out there that Absolutely. are going through this. And just hopefully that all of your people that you do tell can be respectful of how you choose. Yes. When you choose. Yeah. And really know? keep your secret. Yeah. And really, you know, and all you of know? those things. It's, you know, for us, I mean, this is the way that everybody will find out. We yeah. haven't told people at all on purpose. Right. And that's just our journey. I make no apologies and, for and it. And I applaud you for it because here's what's so powerful about doing it this way. They have to hear you out. Yeah. And they, ha they will have a deeper understanding of what you went through, more right. than you could ever probably have the opportunity of explaining to them. Right. So, so by not telling them in person mm -hmm. and telling them through this platform, you are giving them so much more of your heart that you probably wouldn't have been able to put into words right, right in that like one-on-one -on -one yeah, phone you, call. You don't. I mean, you, you, and doing it over the phone and all of that too is beyond generic. And when you live so far away from whoever it yeah. may be, do you know what I mean? That's, that's hard too. But I mean, it's just a very weird place to be in, Yeah. you know, and to be able to express it in any way, however you choose, is a good thing to do. But yeah, you've got to, yeah. you can't sit with it you and let it fester. It. So we, yeah. we hope that if you guys out there, you know, are going through anything um, similar or beyond yeah. that you understand that you're not broken mm -hmm. and you absolutely can reach out to us. You yes. can comment down below. You can always um, email info mm -hmm. at bdrocks.com. We're happy to talk to you personally yes. if there's anything that you relate to that you just want to confide in somebody about. Mm -hmm. We're absolutely here for you for that. And um, Tiffany, thank you so much for being so open and honest and thank just being you. amazing. Thank um, you for giving me and Tom the platform to be able to do that. And we just hope that we chose to do it this way with the intention of if there is even one person out there that is struggling in this situation or process yeah. they can find that hope and joy again yeah. and that positivity to get themselves up and to move forward yes yes you know so i'm sure i'm going to ask the question that everybody's going to ask are we trying not me not are you trying but are you open to trying again yes of course the doctor just said right now don't get her pregnant because clearly that's not the problem <laughs> so we can do some tests and whatnot but we're not going to make this a concentration of our whole life. Right. Though. That's the one thing. I, I did that. Yeah. It, it, it is all consuming. Yeah. Uh, it was, for us, it was a little hard to avoid because it just went on for so long. Right. You know? Right. It went on for so freaking long that all of a sudden yeah. we were at the end of this, like, rabbit right. hole. I mean, for us, it's just... Whatever's meant to be is meant to be, yes. but I'm not going to do any intervention. Yeah. We made that decision. Yeah. Also, I want to make sure that we are number one always because yeah. if it wasn't for us, hopefully we do have a baby in the future. Yeah. That baby wouldn't be here. That's true. You know, and I want to keep your yeah, marriage and your relationship sure solid. That stays and you know, in this process, we've grown a lot closer, yeah. which is pretty hard to do but it, it's it makes you I can relate completely you know? through those five years Tori yeah. and I I mean we went from we're not sure we're gonna have kids like in the beginning of our relationship yeah, to, to full yeah world. we love each other so much mm -hmm. that we want to have a kid because it's ours and that was our exact process yeah. at the beginning yeah and then freaking five years later we were like well shit what, right. what's what happening is, what do we do? yeah <laughs> So, well, we will update you guys as the journey continues yes. because I think it's important to keep checking in with you yes. as things progress um, because whatever it is that happens next is going to relate to somebody else out yeah. there. Hopefully it's Auntie, Auntie Christina. I know. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Yeah. Um, so thank you again so much for coming and sharing your story mm -hmm. with the tribe. I know you guys got to know a little bit more about my mm -hmm. fertility struggles. Um, and I will tell you this. Those five and a half years were really hard. They were really expensive. <laughs> they were really emotional. Yeah. But they were really, really worth it. Yeah. And it's hard to see that. When you're in it, a hundred percent. I see that with hindsight. Yeah, you know, but I wouldn't have given up. 
I would have adopted, you yeah. know, there was going to be a happy ending to our story course, and we were open to all the different ways that that looked. Right. Um, but it's hard, but it's so freaking worth it. Yeah. It is so worth it. So when you feel like giving up, don't give up. No. Don't give up. You know, there's certain times when you choose, I wouldn't call it giving up. I would call it just, you just choose to go a different direction. Mm -hmm. That's fine. If you get if you get to a point where you're like, I am totally good and happy right. letting go of one idea that I had for our life. Yeah. And it actually turns out looking like a different idea you had for your life, great. Giving up is different. Right. Giving up is is being defeated. Right. Is letting it It's living win. in that negative space. Yeah. It's literally living in that negative right. space and that's that's not good for anybody. Absolutely. Anybody. Absolutely. Feel all your feels. Yes. Feel all your feels. And get love and get support. Mm -hmm. And, you know, let us know what you guys thought about this topic. Yeah. And leave your questions and comments below. Mm -hmm. I'm serious. You can totally email info at bdrocks.com if you feel like we have... Uh, hit a nerve and and it's something that you would like to talk about a little yeah. further we're absolutely here yep. for you and thank you so much for investing your time in this video and this <laughs> podcast yes your time is very precious so we don't take it lightly mm -hmm. and we hope that you have an amazingly blessed day yes and thank you for listening and watching yes mm -hmm. bye, bye you guys bye.